In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. It's a great blessing to be with you today. Today is the fourth Sunday of the blessed month of Hatur. And the theme of this Coptic month is listening to the Word of God. Listening to the Word of God. That's why the first two Sundays of this month we read the parable of the, the sower. And last week the Gospel was about discipleship. And the Lord was asking us, did you count the cost to be a disciple? And today the Gospel is from Mark chapter 10. And the Gospel is about a rich young ruler, a rich young ruler who did not listen to the Word of God. He came to the Lord asking, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? But when the Lord gave him the full answer, it is written that the man was sad at his word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. And to be honest, this passage is very, very, very troubling because what the Lord asked this man to do is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to go your way and sell whatever you have and give to, unless you're Saint Anthony. But unless you're, it's not easy to do. Go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor and have treasure in heaven and come and take up your cross and follow me. But Saint Basil, he gives us some great encouragement that I want us to take to heart. He says, you might ask, how shall we live? Someone will say, if we have renounced everything. What quality of life will we, there be if everyone sells all and forsakes all? St. Basil says, Do not ask for the rationale behind the Lord's commands. The lawgiver knows very well how to bring what is possible into agreement with the law. And we said, we read in the Gospel, that nothing shall be impossible for God. But... One thing that is still troubling is why the Lord would ask such a difficult thing from this rich young ruler. And before we like to answer that question, I want to establish like an important principle, an important concept is that God desires us to sanctify like to sanctify our hearts, to purify us, to protect us. And before the Lord gave this difficult command to this to this rich young ruler, it says that he looked at him and he he loved him. And God in his love for us wants us to make us like him. You know we are created in the image and likeness of God. And as the sculptor molds clay in his hands and after hours and hours of sculpting, he turns a lump of clay into something very beautiful. If we allow God to work in our lives every day, He is molding us, shaping us, transforming us into His image. And that's why in the Catholic epistle today, St. Peter, he said, you have been given great and precious promises that through these you can be partakers of the divine nature. This is the extent to which God desires man to per like to perfect man. He wants to perfect man, to make us partakers of the divine nature. And that's why on the Sermon of the Lord and on the Sermon of the Mount, the Lord said, Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And I love in the account of this gospel from Saint Matthew, 
actually the, the words are written a little different. The Lord said to the rich young ruler, He said, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. So God desires us to be perfect. And that's why the Lord told this rich young ruler, He was saying, you're not perfect yet. You're not perfect yet. You follow the commandments. Yes, you come to church. You do a bunch of nice things. But you are not perfect. Actually, he said, you're not perfect. Actually, you are lacking. You are lacking something. Something notice from you. And I think if we allow the Holy Spirit to teach us, to talk to us, the Holy Spirit will tell us we are not perfect. We are not per- Actually, we are lacking a lot of things. We are lacking a lot of things. I was thinking, imagine you hired an artist to draw like a self-portrait. Kind of egotistical. So you hired an artist to draw like a self-portrait of you, and halfway through the image, like as he's drawing, you say, that's enough. No more. You get bored from sitting in your seat. You don't want to sit there anymore. And you, you're over it, so you finish. So now the picture is still, like, incomplete. You feel like the shading is not right, the color is not right, the, the image is not clear. I feel like, at the end of the day, our image sometimes is, is lacking. We need the artist to come and to finish the image in us to continue to work in us. So today, I want to share with you some areas where we might be lacking. Some areas where we might be lacking. And this is a confession for me, first and most. So I ask the fathers to absolve me. The first big thing that we might be lacking is genuine love. If you want to be perfect, do you have genuine love in your life? The great command is, love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do we fulfill this commandment or are we lacking? Yani, I love in the the book of Revelation, the Lord, He gives some feedback to the church of Ephesus. So I'll give you the feedback, Mishlikum, maybe to the church. I'm from Chicago. To the This is for the church of Chicago, not for you. Into Paisin. The Lord says to the church of Ephesus, He says, I know your works, your labor, your patience, that you cannot bear those who are evil. Into Paisin, you're doing a great job. You have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and you have found them liars. Good job. You have persevered and have patience, and you have labored for my name's sake. Good job. And you have not become wary. Good job. Nevertheless, I have this against you. in this church is that you have left your your first love. Church of Ephesus doing a lot of good things. They had good service. They persevered. They were patient. Despite all what they were doing, they were lacking love. They were lacking love. And I think we become like this. When we become comfortable in our spiritual life, when there's no desire to grow, when there's when we become happy or content with an incomplete picture. The rich man was content with his incomplete picture. He thought he was doing good and said, I fulfilled the commandments from my from my youth. And similarly, we say, I'm doing okay. I attend liturgies, I fast, I pray, I serve. I'm doing okay. Best okay is not perfection. 
And we treat the church like a, a checkbox, a completion assignment. I came, I took communion, I'm a servant, I did these things. I did. But where is the love? Where is the passion? Where is the desire? You know, the other day I was reading a funny story. It said that there was a, like a, a family having dinner. And at the dinner, the family was serving like Brussels sprouts. And one of the children at the table said, um, like one of the person asked, do you like Brussels sprouts? And the, the young girl replied, oh yes, I love Brussels sprouts. And then at the end of dinner, the girl didn't touch her Brussels sprouts. And so the person asked, I thought you said you, you love Brussels sprouts. Why didn't you eat them? And then they, the girl said, oh, I like Brussels sprouts. I love them, but just not enough to eat them. You know, like, I think sometimes we're like this little girl. I love God so much, but I'm not willing to sacrifice. I'm not willing to give up. I'm not willing to read. I'm not willing to fast. I'm not willing to stay up. We say we love God, but do our actions reflect the love of God? Perhaps we are lacking love. Remember the church of Ephesus to remember your first love. Another thing we might be lacking is the knowledge of God. We might be lacking the knowledge of God. Knowledge is important because the more knowledge we have, the better my decision-making will be. You know, we make informed decisions when we have knowledge. And when we don't have knowledge and we make decisions, this is called guessing. This is like, you know, and we're just guessing. And I think we guess a lot in many areas of our life. You can guess in the stock market. You can guess on your test. You can guess on a lot of things. But with regards to spiritual matters, there's no guessing. There's no room for guessing. There is no guessing about eternal life. There's no guessing about eternal life. That's why, like, and I feel this rich man, he didn't understand the scriptures very well, so he miscalculated he miscalculated. He thought that if he sold everything and gave to the poor, he would be poor. He would be losing. He didn't realize or he didn't have the knowledge or the, of the promise of God that said, assuredly I say to you, there is no one, what the Lord said at the end of the gospel today, assuredly there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold. Did he know that? I think if he knew that, his answer would have been a little bit different. And then he would have, a, like the, the verse continues, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, and children with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. He was asking about eternal life. And the Lord said, if you do these things, you will have eternal life. Did he know this? I don't think he knew this. I don't think he realized he was speaking to the incarnate Logos. He didn't realize he was speaking to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why he said, I'm good teacher. I just, you're just a good, a good teacher. So he miscalculated. When you have lack of knowledge, you can miscalculate. So are we lacking knowledge in, in, in the Word of God. Another thing we might be lacking is is faith. 
Are we lacking faith? In the Pauline epistle today, St. Paul said, let us, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that they be found, that they be found faithful, that they be found faithful. Are we lacking faith? In the gospel of the Vespers last night, the Lord, he rebuked the crowds and the disciples and said, Oh, faithless and Perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? And has this, our generation lacking faith. Lacking faith. And the disciples in Vespers yesterday, they couldn't heal an epileptic boy. And because the disciples couldn't do the miracle, and the Lord told them and rebuked them sharply, what are you, like, what are you guys doing? And... I might have, like, this is for me, I might have knowledge of God, I give sermons, but my knowledge has no hope. It has no hope. There is no trust in God. I know God has given me promises, but I'm scared to put the promises to the test. That's lack of, lack of faith. And the Lord told His disciples yesterday, they couldn't do the miracle because of their... Their lack of faith, their unbelief. And he said, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, with this sweat, Lena, like, how many miracles, how many miracles are not happening are not happening because of my lack of faith. Like the Lord wanted them to do the miracle, but they couldn't do it because they lacked, they lacked faith. We know that prayers, they alter circumstances. So why do I worry? I worry when I have little faith. How many situations can be turned around by prayer? The prayer of the righteous man availeth much. But do they have faith? They need faith. The last thing and final thing that we might be lacking is obedience. And obedience requires change. Every time we meet the Lord, imagine this, every time we meet the Lord, the Lord is asking us for something. He's asking us to change. He's asking us to confess. He's asking us to sacrifice, to carry our cross. The Lord is asking us, like in the parable of the sower, to be good, to be good ground and to bear fruit. And the Lord is giving us this opportunity and giving us the power to change. And I love every time we come to church, this is an opportunity to meet the Lord, an opportunity to renew our vows, an opportunity for change, change. If we don't change, and we just stay the same way we are. We come to church, we leave the church, we come to church, we leave the church, and no change. Ahnazay, this guy, he met the Lord and he didn't, he didn't change. He met the Lord one way, he left the same way. Actually, he left worse. He left sad after he met the Lord. Anybody meets the Lord and leaves sad? That's something very sad. Fallon, that you would meet the Lord Jesus Christ and leave sad because you don't change. We have to change. In the last few chapters of the book of Ezekiel, the, God gave a vision to Ezekiel of a new temple. A new temple. 
And one of the rules in the new temple were, is very interesting. It said when the people come to worship, it's a, like a vision of the new worship. It said when the people come to worship at the Lord at any festival, those who enter by the north gate, north gate, the north gate, they are to leave by the south gate. And after they worshiped, and those who enter by the south gate are to leave by the north gate. No one may go out by the same way he entered, but must leave by the opposite gate. We can take this in a spiritual sense that if you come to the church in one way, you have to leave another way. You can't come to the church, hear the commandments of God, and then stay the way you are. Then if you stay the way you are, into the rich young ruler. Right? And we don't want to be like this rich young ruler. Today, we don't want to, we want to look at ourselves and find, Lord, what are we lacking? We want to be perfect. We want to, we want you to perfect us. Are we lacking love? Are we lacking faith? Are we lacking knowledge? Are we lacking obedience and the willingness to change? I want to conclude with one passage from the Catholic epistle. It said, St. Peter, he said, but for all these, for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. To your virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For of all of these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But then, St. Peter, he says, For he who lacks these things, he who lacks any of these things, is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Maharda, we don't want to forget these things. Yeah? And glory be to God forever. Amen.